We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds got KTG back on for, I think it's going to be a loaded show. Caleb, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing fine. Glad to be back on the show, man. It's been a long time. You know, we're about, what, what's the apotheosis countdown now? now? Ain't it apotheosis? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, free plug. 47 days till Georgia football. God, it feels so damn good. Woo. Man, once you you know once you hit less than fifty, it starts boiling in your blood. Man, I can't wait. You know, I'm enjoying baseball season. I love the Braves; they're looking good. But dang, I'm ready to see them helmets hit Sanford Stadium and we start lighting up, folks. Man, I'm just ready to hear those pads pop. Man, goodness gracious, it's so wild because you got SEC Media Day starting today. You've got uh, fall camp starting in what a week and a half, two weeks. That you know, everybody looks at today with SEC media days as the unofficial start of the season. I'll kind of agree with that to some degree. Um, yeah, obviously, Kirby Smart and Georgia uh, will be uh, Tuesday, I think they're on Tuesday. Um, just want to give another shout out for uh, SEC Network, uh, seven o'clock tonight, folks. Them dogs, uh, make sure to tune into that. All right, I got that thing set to record, gonna be watching that live anyway. It's it's going it's a it's that time of season, man. It's just starting to get itchy, you know. Ready to hear some pads popping and and some glory, glory to old Georgia uh, after Carson Beck throws his, you know, God knows how many touchdown pass. Can't wait for it. Uh, with that being said, first things first, I do want to give a shout out uh, to our uh, first sponsor of the day, Apotheos. They always get the show started because that's how I get my day started every morning, folks. Apotheos, best coffee in the business and also the official coffee and cold brew sponsor or partner of the Classic City Collective. So when you drink Apotheos, you are supporting the dogs. If you want to support the dogs and help yourself with some free, uh, some delicious coffee, go to dgdpodcast.com. You can shop Apotheos on the drop-down menu, or you can just go to dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Uh, learn more about the company, right? They're based out of Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, Midtown Atlanta store opened up recently. Um, you know, listen, it's the best coffee. I'm telling you in the business. I, I love my coffee. 
they help me out every single morning of the day when you ha- when you're struggling to go through work. Apotheos helps you out. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is at Apotheos Roastery. Twitter is at Apotheos Coffee. Listen, do yourself a favor. Go to our website, dgdpodcast.com. Get you some coffee, and you will understand just how good that stuff is. My favorite, Classic City Collective Dark Roast. Tried and true. Greatest coffee in the business, especially with them. Uh, I love that coffee, too. And you know when you get that red and white bag of coffee and it says Classic City Collective, you know you just supported the dogs, too. That's how you do it. Thanks, Apotheos, for supporting the show. Caleb, I don't know that sounds like a lot, but I do want to talk about this. J-O-double-G in the building says, special guest with the greatest Wi-Fi ever. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, watching this, I should say, hashtag K2G Wi-Fi. The real ones know. The real ones know. Anyways, man. Hot takes, bold predictions ahead of the 2023 season. This can be anything, right? Obviously, like this is a Georgia-based podcast, so you might hear, you'll probably hear a lot of Georgia stuff. But if we just so happen to shoot some hot takes uh, around college football, that's all right for today. There are no limits today. So first things first, I'm going to let you start off. What is your first bold prediction or hot take? And we'll, and we'll talk about that. Well, if we're going to go non-Georgia-based, I'm going to make my first hot take non-Georgia-based. Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks beat USC in the Pac-12 championship and go to the playoffs. Yeah, the thing about that is, if we're going to rate that, though, I would say that's not far off, right? The national media is all about some Caleb Williams, and rightfully so. But what I'm not sold on is USC's defense. Just not sold on that defense, right? Um, as long as Alex Grinch is there, I just have no confidence in that defense, right? We saw Utah torch it twice. Um, you know, Tulane did it, right? Tulane beat them in the bowl game. You can say what you want. I just – listen, I, I just don't trust that defense. So when you look at Oregon and what they bring, they bring a type of defense that's going to solidify themselves in the hunt for the Pac-12. Not not Lanning's first year either, right? And I think that's going to matter too because you, you take some lumps, right? Kirby's first year, right, when you going back to 2016, hell, we had losses to Vanderbilt, Georgia Tech, almost lost to Nickel State. At that point, you're like, did we make the right hire? You immediately thought these things, right? And then you look at year two, Kirby Smart goes to the national championship, play away from winning that damn thing, right? Not saying that that's what Lanning's going to have happen, however, comma, I think there's a lot of things to learn from getting your system in. So I I think that's very realistic. Now, I I do think that you have to watch out for it because Pac-12 is going to be weird. Uh, They always cannibalize themselves, right, Uh, especially last year. For some reason, it was just wild to watch that conference just eat itself alive. Um, So I think it's kind of a bold take. I, I do think that, you know, being that specific matters. Um, but I think our, when you look at it, it's not necessarily as hot as some of these you'll probably hear, just based off of the fact that those are arguably two of the best teams in the Pac-12. I mean, you, you do have to watch out for Washington. I, I think Washington with Michael Penix there is going to be very interesting to watch out for. Uh, but I do think, you know, uh, you know, what's your logic on why you think that? Did I just did I just steal your thunder, or you know, did you, or is there something different logically that makes you think that? Well, I just – I don't know. It just feels like right now, I don't know. I, I feel like Oregon's going to actually make the playoff. Um, Bo Nix took an, the next step last year. He did take a step up. 
Uh, I just think that they have the, the a good enough offense to stick with somebody like a USC and Washington. I think their defense is going to be a little better than both of those, even though Washington's got a pretty good defense too. I just think Oregon's got the team. I, so it's just something speaking to me. Yeah, I, I feel you. I see uh, we got Seed Vision in the building. It says Go Dogs. I'll always give that a Go Dogs. Um, welcome into the brigade. I think my take. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Georgia based here, and I want to do something with. I think Georgia offensively, their points per game they break the record this season. They break they they are the highest points per game average in Georgia history this season. Uh, and there's multiple facets. One, you know, I, I look at it this right here, and maybe this is not as hot as take a sum, but I think you might see a 42 point per game, um, you know, point per game average, 42. Right, I think the highest was 41.7 or something like that. I think they ellipse that with 42. Um, if all indications are, right, our schedule is not as strong as it could be. So you have that. Even with a new quarterback, I think Carson Beck opens this offense up more vertically than what Setson did. Now, at the same time, right, Setson, you know, you're a Setson lover. You know what he brought to this team. You know, the experience, the IQ, pre-snap reads, all these things. I definitely just think that Carson Beck, though, is more of that – He, based off of what I saw at G-Day, KTG, I, I saw it in a sense that, like, he has pure control over this offense, which leads me to believe that you're going to see a lot of points early and often. Um Put the game out of reach. However, when you take a look at what happened last season, when the second string came in, we still operated the offense. When you have Carson, if Carson is the guy, which I think we uh, probably say it's safe to say that he will be the guy, but whether it be Brock or Gunner after him, I still think both of those guys need to operate the offense, kind of similar to what happened last year with Carson Beck. So I don't necessarily see you just hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. I think you see a little bit what happened with Carson last year where you're for, you're you're able to operate the offense. Those guys need that, especially Brock. If Brock Vandegrift is your backup, he needs to come in and operate that offense. Uh, he's been here long enough. He, it's time to him, you know, you should have the comfortability with him to operate the offense. The talent is is, is unmatched, right? We're deep in all positions, in my opinion. So even with that being said, there's no reason for Georgia not to eclipse a 42-point-per-game margin. That's my take for the points-per-game situation. I like that tape. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on the offense and say Arian Smith stays healthy and becomes Carson Beck's favorite target. That's you know that's going to be a beautiful thing, too, because as, as deep as this receiver room is, Caleb, I think it's going to be interesting to see who, who steps up. Because with with Carson there, you have the offensive line that I think is the strongest unit in the group. Um, deepest, I think, is receivers. So who builds that chemistry the fastest, right? Is it is it Dominic Lovett? Is it Dylan Bell? I think Dylan Bell is a sneaky play, which we'll like talk about in a little Bill. bit. We'll talk about in a little bit. But you know, could it be Dylan Bell? Could it be Marcus Roseby? Arian Smith? If Arian Smith stays healthy, I'm going to add to this. Arian Smith, if healthy, will eclipse – 800 yards. I think it's possible because of how, because of how good his arm is. I think you could see Arian Smith if he stays healthy, right? That's the, that is the dependent variable right there. If yeah. he stays healthy, I think there's a chance you see him hit 800. There's no reason for, for me to believe that Mike Bobo won't get the ball into the hands of his best player. 
which that leads you to believe is Brock Bowers. That might be true. This might shit on my theory. But the verticality of this offense, the potential for that, could lead me to believe that you could see some deep shots. And I think what will happen is, if that is the case, what I think could happen is you see Carson Beck hit Arian Smith in stride more so than what happened with with Stetson Bennett, where he had to slow things down, motor back, right? Carson Beck can get that ball, hit him in stride. And if that's the case, that's the difference between a 50-yard gain, gain, 55, 60-yard, and a touchdown. Right. If you hit him in stride, ain't nobody catching Arian Smith. Just going to leave that there. So I doubled down on yours. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, let's read some comments here. So Seed Vision uh, agrees that Beck looked impressive during G-Day. Yeah, I mean, he was clearly the best quarterback that day. I, I don't think that's hard to argue. Um he also says anyone still re-watching last season's Georgia football game. I, I've been doing that since since the national title game. Every every Saturday at least. At least every Saturday. Uh there's I just always the whole SEC network. You know, they had the SEC 60, the whole season yep. in 60 minutes. I watched that whole thing the other literally the other day. So the, you it, you might think that it sounds crazy, but the reason why you go back and you rewatch these games multiple times, there's always going to be that one small wrinkle in a game, regardless of the game, that you won't find if you watch it even twice or three times. It might be the fourth time you see something, you're like, oh, shit, that was nice. So you always go back and rewatch them as much as you can. I mean, if you, I, I got YouTube TV, so for nine months, I'm sitting there watching as much as I can. Obviously, to get my fix too, man. I need college football like that. <clears throat> um, Bell also gets good looks as well from Carson. Yeah, last season it was very interesting to see Dylan Bell kind of re- – establish that rapport now with that being said that was also with Carson at the twos so as Carson transitions to the ones like I think what will happen in in fall camp I do think you start to look at other guys like you know Marcus uh, Roseman Jack Saint or Dominic Lovett like we expect Um, who's going to be that kind of guy you never know I mean this this receiving core is absolutely deep Uh, there's no question about deepest one that Kirby's ever had so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the season offensively. Uh, KTG, I'm gonna let you take another uh, bold take or prediction. Bold take prediction. Okay, so you know I got I got some buddies that are about what 45 minutes down south of me. My my second favorite team, the Florida State Seminoles, they will not win 10 regular season games. A lot of people's got them going at least 10 and two losing to maybe LSU Clemson. I think they stumble a little bit, maybe nine and three. So Florida State not winning 10 games is what you're saying. Not 10 regular season games, maybe with a bowl game. But okay, I mean, well, like okay, I see what you're saying. So yeah. so in, in the regular season, they hit nine and three at best. I could, I could see that. I think it'll be interesting to see the ACC, how they play out. And I, you, you've got Clemson, which – until until proven otherwise, right? It's typically Clemson and nobody else. But you'll find out about Clemson early on because they do play Florida State. So you know it'll be interesting to see there. I, I think that, uh, I'll, I'll save this one because I think you could see a bold prediction here. Uh, and this might be a hotter one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run off of it. You know, there's a chance that you could see them go nine and three. I, but I think I think they do go ten and two, for what it's worth. You never know. There's always that game that they slip up in. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the ACC, and this is my hot take. Duke, 
of all teams in the ACC goes to Charlotte for the ACC championship. Ooh. I don't think people understand just what Mike Elko did in year one, and I think it will continue to transfer over into year two. Just going to leave that there. So you I'm, telling, I'm telling you right now, think about this. Duke opens up against Clemson. We will see what happens in week one because if you look at Clemson, Clemson's going to be – Clemson on, on paper is a lot more talented at almost every position, right? But it's also week one with a technically a first-year starting quarterback with Kate Klubnick, even though he got the bowl game. Clemson's defense is going to – if Clemson wins against Duke, Clemson's defense will win them the game. I think with Mike Elko in year two, what better way to set the tone for a Duke football season than to knock off Clemson in week one? I think that is a tricky sleeper game right there for Clemson off the rip. If that happens and Duke somehow beats them, I could think you could see Duke go to the ACC championship. I think Duke is that good. You know, you can argue, listen, Duke won what eight games in the regular season last year on the last play or last minute in a close game against North Carolina. That's an extra game that they'll just let go. Think about that in year one. What Duke was under the last few years of David Cutliff, Cutcliffe, excuse me, and what Mike Elko brought. Keep in mind that now that's probably going to be a hotter take there, but I think it's possible. It is pretty hot. I mean, you got you got to get them over Clemson and Florida State. It's hot. It's it's scorching hot. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see it though. It'd be funny to me. I mean, listen, this this show is all about eating crow. Eventually, I, I feel it coming. Um, I ain't worried about it, though. That's why you do hot takes and bold predictions. Yeah, I like it. I mean, listen, I, I think that I think that that momentum carries over into year two in, in Durham. I, and if it does, listen, I, I think they beat North Carolina this season. I, I think their schedule is favorable for what it's worth. You, I, you definitely see them going bowling again. Uh, if, oh, yeah. if you don't go bowling, for if you're Duke and you don't go bowling this season, there's something happened, in my opinion. Just, just my thought. Um, let's see. You got any? You got any other ones? I got, I got one. It's not too hot. It's just fun to pick at them. But I don't, I don't think our three main rivals. None of the three. We're talking Florida, Auburn, Georgia Tech. None of them go bowling. I don't think that's that hot of a take. All, but it's all fun. three of them. All three, all three of, them. of them miss a bowl game. So, so Florida, Georgia Auburn. Tech, and all. Hmm. Yeah. I think the one thing to to balance this out to kind of counterbalance this is Auburn. They've got a rough schedule just being in the West right now. But I think I, I see your point. I completely see why this would be possible. Georgia Tech you could obviously look at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech bringing in Haynes King and things like that. Like Brent Key has got Georgia Tech firing a like, you can see the resemblance of a team just getting shit situated. But when it comes to Auburn, I, Auburn is the enigma there. Like, when it comes to Florida, it, come on. Florida's going to have a struggle time to get five wins. <laughs> yeah. I think I think their over-under total is five and a half, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think they hit the under on that. Dude. Like if, especially if they lose to Utah, they will never see 500 this season. Just based off of look how their schedule is. If they, if they do, then there's something – then they beat somebody they probably shouldn't have 
on paper. So there's that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's fair. I just think you gotta watch out for Michigan. Uh, not Michigan. I see this in the comments. That's why. Excuse me. Uh, Auburn. Auburn could be the X factor in in that tape. I. That's the one. That's the one that was you know a little wishy washy with me. But I a lot of people's higher on Auburn than I am. Really I mean, are. I know they got the coach, but does Auburn have the talent? That's the. They question. really. They really are. Uh, Seed Vision asks, and this is a good one. Does Michigan go to the playoffs over Ohio State this year? Oh, man, I think this leads me to my take here. Um, Ohio State beats Michigan in the the last game of the regular season, and Michigan does not make the playoffs because they probably lose to Penn State as well. You took mine. You took my next one. I had Penn State going to the Big Ten title game. Michigan – listen, Michigan brings back – most of their talent, probably the most of the returning talent in all of college football. But I don't think people understand just how good Penn State should be this year. I think it, I think Penn State is dependent upon Drew Aller and his success. If, if you get what he's expected to be, Penn State's going to be a problem. Penn State's only losses were to Ohio State and Michigan. You got Michigan at home this year. Now, why it's not a whiteout, whatever. But I think Penn State has the chance to knock off Michigan. And with that being said, I do think, Seed Vision, that Michigan um, does not go to the playoffs over Ohio State this year. I think Ohio State or Penn State would. However, if I had to choose, I would say Ohio State. Uh, And no, I don't think Ryan Day loses his job. Um, If Ryan Day loses his job this year, that would probably one of the – and in my opinion, that would probably be one of the biggest blunders in Ohio State in recent memory. Um, while you like, and the reason why I say that is this: I think you have to understand what just happened last season from an Ohio State perspective. You took the you took the back to back national champions <clears throat> to the very end. <clears throat> Excuse me, you took Georgia to the very end, gave them every single thing you had, and it and ultimately it was a missed field goal away from a national championship. There's no reason why you should let him go after that. None. So if they do let him go, that is an astronomical blunder from Ohio State. Yeah, I agree. I don't, so I'm I don't just, think That would make no sense. That like there's Listen, you, you can argue for specific coaches, right? Billy Napier is one that, you know, you could see potentially Jimbo Fisher if things don't work out. But if you're telling me Ohio State were to let we're going to let go of Ryan Day, I would laugh in your face. There's no reason for it this year. At least this year, you I mean, listen. You bought an extra year playing Georgia the way you did because ain't nobody do that last year. Just gonna leave that there. Um, yeah, I mean, so we took that one right there. I think moving on here, I want to go to the Big Twelve. My take is this. Texas and Oklahoma both come into the SEC without a Big 12 title in 2023. That one's hot because a lot, a lot of people have Texas winning the Big people, 12. People look at Texas. Me. Listen, I might be wrong on this one. So be it. Oh, I mean, it's a hot take. You're supposed to be. But, but I, I'm just saying, I, I think you have to understand – 
right? When you look at the Big 12, there's some teams there that I'm kind of intrigued about. And playing a, a, with Texas is going to face some extremely hostile environments, right? Just going to leave that there. Offensively, they're one of the best teams on paper. I get that. But what are we sold on their defense still or no? I just ain't sold on the rest of the Big 12. But I, I want to ask, if if it ain't Texas and Oklahoma, I know y'all are going to do a prediction show, you know, somewhere down the road, but what's one team that you're looking for in the Big 12? Just curious. If I had to choose, I, I think you have to look at Kansas State. Um, I, I, listen, I know they won the Big 12 last year over TCU. I don't see TCU making it back to the Big 12 championship by all means. I just think that, you know, and while while Kansas State did lose Deuce Vaughn, I think Kansas State is a sneaky good team in that in that conference. Um, keep in mind, you do have you know you do have UCF. UCF could could fuck around and 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 do some things in year one, right? If you don't remember, Missouri comes in, A and M comes in, and, and just wreaks havoc in the SEC with Manziel and M. Boy, fuck around and, and just just call people off guard and stuff. Like that. I'm not saying that'll happen, but I mean. There's always that chance of a new team coming in and doing things because UCS UCF is on a uh, on a roll, um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I just think that if if anyone wins the Pac-12 or Big 12, excuse me, I, I think it might be I think it might just be Kansas State. I don't see Kansas doing it. I, I, listen, Kansas was a feel good story last year. I don't see that happening again. Leopold's a good coach, right? To be able to do what he did there, I just don't see it being enough. But if I had to choose, if it wasn't Texas or wasn't Oklahoma, I'd probably say Kansas State. I don't see Baylor doing anything. I think you could see uh, Dave Aranda lose his job if things don't work well. Um, you know, with Sonny Dykes there in year two, right? Like Sonny, like TCU did get some good players out of the portal, though. I mean, they did become Bama West, if for what it's worth. Uh, but I think Kansas State just might be a sneaky team. Uh, listen, I'm not sold on Iowa State. I'm not sold on Kansas. Um, Texas Tech, maybe, but I doubt it. Uh, if I had to choose one, I would say I'd say Kansas State. I like that. I was wondering. I, I'm when it comes to the Big Twelve right now. I'm just as scrambled as anybody. I mean, I mean, I'm leaning Texas, but you don't ever know, especially by the Big Twelve. They, uh, it's a mess over there. I'm gonna pose this question and see how hot of a take this would be. How hot of a take would this be to say that um, no SEC West team finished with 10 wins or better? <laughs> I'm just thinking about this. I could see it, though. I mean, I could the, see SEC, it. the SEC West, like the SEC West, as it stands today, July 17th, the SEC West is very open compared to what it used to be, right? It used to be it was Alabama and everybody else, kind of what the SEC East is right now. So you look at Alabama with their quarterback situation. I think, I think the quarterback situation at Alabama's was really opening things up because if Rush Young was at Alabama, this wouldn't be a take, man. Mm. It wouldn't. You know this. But you look at what what Bryce Young did last year for Alabama, and then the expectation is that well, you sit there and you look at it. Right, they don't have Bryce Young to save them from a couple losses. Right, what happens? Right. I'm not saying that this is my take. I'm just saying this would be interesting to think about because who knows what's going to happen in Tuscaloosa week two. Texas could could screw around and beat Alabama in week two. Then, you know, you do 
the one thing I will say that, that to balance this out though is Alabama. There's part of their schedule. Their hardest games do come do come at home. They bring Tennessee in. They bring LSU in. Right. Uh, they do have to go to AM though, which you got to be careful with that one. AM plays them tough. And if AM gets situated, gets their shit together, I think it'll open up some interesting uh, pieces to that game. If if Petrino works, if Petrino works at AM, you could sit here and say Alabama takes an L in, in College Station. We j- again, a lot of variables there, man, that, that are unknown at this point, right? Will Petrino work? Shit, I don't know. You might be sitting here looking at Petrino being the head coach of somewhere else next year, right? There's a good chance he's 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 auditioning for an SEC head coaching job. Fuck if Auburn brings in Hugh Freeze, why why isn't Bobby Petrino not going to be somewhere? Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, you know, if I'm rating this boldness scale, man, I think there's I think it's like a six and a half. I just I just feel like either LSU. Or, or Bama is going to win 10 games. I, I, I understand if you look top to bottom in the SEC West, there is a lot of parity there. Well, not parity. Uh, good teams, I should say. Uh, I'm not going to say it's truly par- uh, on par, but I, I think you look at Arkansas having K.J. Jefferson, that's going to be a make-or-break year for Sam Pittman because after that you don't have K.J. Jefferson, and that's been your, I feel like, crutch for Sam Pittman. Uh, and their schedule is fucking brutal this year too. Um yeah, Mississippi State is an enigma, right? Without without Mike Leach there, how's that going to look? Not necessarily not necessarily sold on them com- competing in the top tier of the SEC West. I think it's still tiered out where you got Bama, LSU, and probably A and M. Talent wise, A and M should be in the top half, uh, top portion of that. But just last year, shit did not get together, and it just just spiraled out of control. You bring in Petrino, which I, I think it poses a question. How do you feel about Petrino at uh, AM? Do you think it works or do you think it doesn't? That's that's a tough question to ask right now because we know that Jimbo likes to run the offense. He's going to probably still call the plays. Now, I don't know if he's made any announcements on who's going to be doing the play calling. If it's Petrino, I think AM takes a step up. I mean, they can't really take one backwards, let's be honest. No, from what, last four year, and no. eight. Five and uh, seven, actually. Five and seven. They went five and seven last year. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, no, it might be four. They went four and eight. Maybe. I don't know. I know they, it was bad. They didn't. They didn't go from. They didn't go bowling for damn sure. No, nah, they didn't go bowling. I thought they were three and eight when they beat LSU. I don't know. Maybe, I was you're probably you're probably right. I thought I saw something about a five and seven, but you're probably either way. Right. They were terrible. Um, but, I think if if Jimbo cuts Petrino loose, lets him do his thing, I think it would work. Well, that's my, that's my thing though. Like. When when you look at when you look at Jimbo, Jimbo's stubbornness is going to end up costing him a job. I think I think when you actually like you know probably I don't know when he's coming on today, but he's coming on uh, SEC Media Days today. He speaks today, so I think it'll be interesting to hear how he says because I th- I feel confident that you're going to hear this kind of question at SEC Media Days about Petrino. Will you you know what what's going to happen there with the play calling? So I think his. Now you can't take away everything, but I do think it matters what he, how he says things, and what he says. Um, when it comes down to it in these games, because they, I mean, think about it. They play Miami in week two in Coral Gables. So while I think they beat Miami, I think it'll be telling to how they beat them if they beat them, yeah. right? 
if it's a dominating offensive performance, there you go. So, Pat Fact, Texas A&M was 5-7. and seven. It was 5-7, and seven, all right. So, I was right. Yes. But anyways, you know, like, you, you look at week two. If I, I think that's a hinge game, <clears throat> trying to turn a point in their season. If they win that game, I think you continue on with their slate of SEC games and, and compete for SEC West. If they lose to Miami, there's a good chance shit just falls downhill again, or at least the, the, the possibility of it could happen again. You should not lose. You should not lose to Miami. But if you do, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? You know what I mean? It's, it could get ugly. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we're seeing DG Pat in the building. Uh, the Strider stash is in the building for those watching. Uh, Caleb the Goat and KTG for Heisman. Um, David Jackson poses a question here. Uh, our dogs hunt, so I understand why nobody likes us, but don't the trophy look good on the wall? Boy, two of them look good, don't they? I like, I, I like it. I like the double trouble. So, yes, go dogs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome to the – It's like my back. boys say – it's like they say every uh, every all season, add, a number, add another number on the wall. I love that saying. I love seeing them added, dude. Three-peat, that ain't a hot take either. That's just a fact. That's a KTG fact. Three-peat. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to make a bold prediction, and this is bold because it's so specific. Georgia three beats, but they beat, they beat. I'm trying to think. I want to, I want to make sure I get this right. Georgia beats USC in the playoffs to three beat. In the playoffs in the first round? In the national championship. In the natty. Georgia versus yes. USC. Yep. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I, you know what, though? Hear me out. If that game were to take place, I don't think it's a game. I don't either. Because Georgia would run that offense and just run it down their fucking throat. They can't stop it. They can't stop the run. Right? I'll be, which, I'll which, be real. Poses, I, was, which, I was praying for USC last year instead of Ohio State. I knew Ohio State was better than USC. So I mean, yeah, because we knew they had somewhat of a defense. Like, listen, it could turn out to a shootout, right? And my Trojan fans, if you're listening and you're a Trojan fan and you find this, <laughs> come on come on my Twitter and tell me why I'm wrong. Well, let's, let's sit there and have a debate on this. I, I just don't trust y'all's defense, man. Alex Grinch is not the answer. But I'm just saying, their offense poses such a threat that they could beat anyone, in, right? But I just think Georgia's defense is gonna, it's just too suffocating. It would stop. It would stop it. But if you don't stop Caleb Williams, that's what happens. Um, I'm going to make another bold take, stay over on the uh, the SEC. I want to do this. Um, LSU makes a quarterback change to Nussmeyer at some point in the season. Why not? That, one, that one's hot. I, I just think Jaden Daniels is the guy. As I like to call him, Jaden Carter. But uh, I'm just going to leave it here, though, man. Think about it. You gotta worry about injury concerns. That's true. That's true. See, I was gonna make that take about Georgia. I was gonna Wait. make a take that Carson Beck wasn't gonna be the starter by the end of the season, but I just don't I don't know if I can go that hot. No, nah, I think I think Carson's got too much control of the offense to do that. You would I, like I agree. well, I mean, if, if anything, he has a bad game and you bench him for that one game, I don't see it being an issue. I think the defense will bail you out. 
the defense would be too good. And our schedule just doesn't bode for that. So you need Carson Beck to get as much in-game reps because you got to prepare for the playoffs. So let them work through it and trust your defense. So hold on. Let's go back to this LSU one. Okay. I like it. That's 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 bold. That's bold because I do think I think Jaden Daniels is really good. Uh I think Jaden Daniels gives LSU their most potential too. I, I think he's got more potential to take them further than Nussmeyer just because he's got a really good arm. I think a lot of people sleep on it, but his legs, man. Like you said, he's got to stay healthy though. The problem with the, the reason why I think I think LSU would be better with Nussmeyer is the dynamic of the offense that he opens up with the receivers that they have, you should not be dinking and dunking down the field with Nussmeyer. And you saw this against Georgia. Georgia wasn't prepared for this as, as well as I think they should have been. However, the signs of them hitting a vertical downfield passing game comfortably should bode well for the future for LSU. Nussmeyer with a, with, with the vertical approach to that offense, scary. And I think if if that happens, right, like what happens if LSU comes out cold, right, when they shouldn't be, and you change it up and then they start hitting vertical shots and and, and open up the receivers more, right, like, you know, get them out in space or, like, get them downfield. I mean, dude, neighbors is, neighbors is too good to not take advantage vertically, right? So – that's where I'm coming from, right? Like, you, there's always that chance for injury. But if you – know, even then, I think you could see. Because what if you go through a stretch where, where LSU struggles? Because they, they have a rough spot in their, their schedule, I would assume. So there's a chance, right? And I think if Nussmeyer comes in, I think it just opens up a dynamic on that offense. I like the take. It's, it's, it's super hot. I, I see what you're saying. I think Jaden Daniels is the guy, though, um, because honestly, honestly, when before he got hurt, Jaden Daniels was throwing the ball downfield too. He yeah. was. Um, besides the Florida State game, that game was just a <clears throat> regardless. Both teams look like hot doo doo, but um, I mean, Jaden Daniels was hurt at the beginning of the Georgia game, and like you said, Georgia wasn't prepared for Nussmeyer. We were up thirty hundred to seven, so. I mean, I don't. Well, I, I think the Nussmeyer hype trains a little too hype at the moment. He may he I, may prove me wrong, but as as I start to look into it, though, right, the game plan for for the game plan in the second half that Georgia cha- that made this happen, and if you go back and look at this, it makes sense. Georgia was willing to give up yardage between the twenty fives, right? You can get what you want. You take what you want between you know from 125 all the way to the other 25, anything in between you can take. But once you get to the 25-yard line and in, you're not moving on us, right? When you go to take a look at the – when you take a look at their touchdowns to get them to 30 points, tell me one – tell me how many were from within the 20 uh, – were within the green zone, the 25 and in. Good point. I think it was by design. Kirby – People look at yardage, and it proved the point. People looked at yardage and were like, oh, you gave up 500 yards of passing. We beat them by 20. We gave up yards. We didn't give up points. Or if we did give up points, we scored back. Right? So this is why yardage statistics don't always matter. 
because it doesn't paint the, the full picture. When you have the when you have the final score, fifty to thirty, with five hundred yards of passing, you only scored thirty points. With five hundred yards of passing, see what I mean? It, it changes things. Um, any before we go on, I do want to bring on a uh, shout out our second sponsor, Alumni Hall. Listen, licensed Nike gear, Cutter and Buck, you name it, they've got it. Check out dgpodcast.com. Also in the shop, uh, in the drop down where you can shop Alumni Hall as well, um, or you can check them out in store, uh, right in Athens, GA, ten minutes away from the stadium, seventeen ninety one Oconee Connector number five thirty five. Uh, if you're trying to go there to the store itself, um, listen, excellent stuff. The, the polo I've got on come from there, so keep that in mind. Great stuff, great stuff. Hey. Thank you, Alumni Hall. Uh, right. If it comes to playing LSU again, Jaden Daniels know we love him and we'll pick him up, <laughs> pick him up and show the world he's our girlfriend and he belongs to us. David Jackson coming in with a hot take right there. If it's all that's comment of the day right there. Um, I'm going to do one more take with Georgia and then I'll let you wrap it off for the day. I think. Georgia has well, – it's going to be fun. I think Georgia has a 10-sack guy this year, one. I think Georgia will have a guy with 10 sacks, 10-plus. 10 if, like if I had to choose who it would be, give me Michael Williams. That's who I was thinking, too. I like that. I like that take, actually. I think to, right. to compound To compound this – I think you see if we go true freshman, I want to bring it, make this even more specific to make it hotter. Damon Wilson has, I'm going to be specific on this, eight sacks as a freshman. His pass rush is insane. Both, oh, his get off is some of the best in college football, or at least in the, I think on the team. I'll say it on the team. I think he's got some of the best get-off on the team. And when you think about the third and long situations that Georgia could be faced defensively, right, stopping teams on third and long, why not? Why not? I think you got to watch out for Impemba as well. But yeah. I, I, to keep it specific, I think I think Damon Wilson could have eight sacks as a freshman, and I think Mike Hill gets to ten sacks. You know like what that, that means? You know what that means? What's that? Them dogs are going hunting. Always. Them dogs will hunt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a George one. I, I want to hey, say. Make, this, hold on, make this, this, make this good. Make this good because this. I'm gonna be make this one, one quick before we get into the George one. Colorado does not cover their win total. I'm gonna what, keep it there. What's their That's projected? What's their projected? Three. Three. They don't cover. They may push. They don't cover. Mm, okay, so they're projected at three on the dot, right? Not. I think I don't think it's three and a half. I think it's right at three. If it if it's three, I could see them hitting three, but that's still a that's still a progression, though. I mean, that's a push, though. As, no, I know it's a push, but I'm just saying overall from the team perspective, going from the worst team in Power Five football, that matters. It's yeah, a, I mean, that's I, a step I, in the I right direction too. I just think these Colorado or people that think Colorado's on the eight nine ball games is crazy. Yeah. Um, my high take though. This Georgia draft class beats the 2021 record. That's not even a hot take. 
You don't think so? Wait, <clears throat> repeat that again so I make sure I heard that correctly. Though. Georgia has more than 15 players drafted this year. That's not that's not too much of a stretch when you look at all the players that could leave. It's still that's a lot of guys lot, to get though. drafted. It's a lot of guys to get drafted. But uh, let's look at let's break this down. Offensively alone, Carson Beck has a good year. Carson Beck, Kendall Milton. I think Kendall Milton. If he if he stays healthy, Kendall Milton's get drafted. Dejon Edwards right there though. That's three if he's right there. I'm going to bank on it though. I th there's no reason not for Carson Beck to have a good season. You got enough rotation to keep Kendall Milton healthy. I, I think it can happen. Dejon Edwards. I think Dejon Edwards has a good year and can go right. That's three. Receivers, right? Dominic Lovett, that's, that's four. Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint can go, probably be a late round draft pick. That's five. Um, who else? Arian Smith. Arian Smith, if he if he stays healthy, he's gone. That's six. Brock Bowers is seven. Tate Rattledge, eight. Cedric Van Pran, nine. Um, Marius Mims, 10. Uh, let's see. Xavier Trust pushing it there it was if he won, but that's just that's double digits just off the offense potential. That's if though, that's a bunch of ifs. No, no. I mean, did tell me tell me the guys that get drafted to break the record. The what now? Tell me the players that break the record. Who gets drafted? That gets that that makes that makes up the the record for you. I'd have to go back and look. I was looking at it last night, trying to get some hot takes. Um... I mean, you. Name I, I don't team. know if that's necessarily hot. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to happen. You think so? No, the hot take will be trying to break that record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be tough. I, listen, I, Georgia's Georgia's setting themselves up with how they recruit and how they perform on the field to to legitimately just con continually push guys into the NFL. I mean, hell, think about this, man. Every single linebacker that's played under Lanning and Schumann. That played a starting snap, they're on an NFL roster actively. That's nuts. It is that crazy. Is nuts. Uh, let's see. David Jackson, we'll read this comment and then we're going to wrap things up. He says, um, Dave, so David Jackson says, we win again. I think more because Kirby has become an NFL factory and they trust the product. Listen, when you can push that product out there, man, every single game, game in, game out, right? Uh, you know, for the most part, the overall body of work, getting back-to-back -back national championships, that's what success looks like, right? I think you see Kirby Smart was the Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator on the last back-to-back -back team. That's 2011-2012 Bama. So he knows a little bit about how to maintain this, right? I'm sure he knows how hard it is to try to go three-peat, right? It's, 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 it's hard. It's never been done since, what, if you count the 30s. So I'll leave that there. Anyways, I think that's a good comment to wrap up on. KTG, man, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Y'all come over to the old purple side. We're on twitch.tv backslash KTG13TV. I know a lot of you have followed me on the Facebook. We almost hit 10,000 on that, but we have changed our ways over to Twitch. So twitch.tv backslash KTG13TV. We talk a lot of – we're playing baseball right now. We got about – a little less than a month on baseball, and then we're going to switch it over to NCAA 14. We'll see Pokey Bear come out again and uh, all that good stuff, man. But, yeah, go follow me on twitch.tv backslash KTG13TV. 
And uh, big shout outs to Rob for having me. I always love this. is My favorite podcast in the world. And I love being on it. Oh, man, you're making me blush over here. <laughs> Jesus. With that being said, folks, take a hot take. If Listen, if you're watching this, make sure to let, you know, let us know in the comments below how stupid these takes are. If you have a hot take, check, post them below. We'll, I'll get to them. I will, we will, we can argue or whatever. Don't matter. But I, I went this whole show. We went this entire show without telling you to smash that like button, folks. Ring the bell to subscribe. It's completely free. Helps the show out in more ways than you can imagine. Uh, and it lets you know when we go live on stuff like this. Listen, the season is fastly approaching that 2023 season. Expect a lot of content out of here. And listen, it's going to be, it's, we do it, we do it year round. But it's about to pick up. All right. Just gonna let y'all know that now. So go ahead and get stay in the loop. Like, subscribe, make sure you get them notifications as well. So when we go live, you can watch it live. Or if you're listening on podcast, we're starting remember same day. So you will get your you will get the show same day. Keep that in mind. That matters. I know, I know. So with that being said, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Uh, leave us a review, let us know. Hey. If you don't like it, let me know so I can get better at it, right? Simple as that. If you hate if you hate my takes, let me know. Shit. It is what it is. With that being said, though, have a great day. We will come back here and see you Wednesday. Go dogs. KTG, thanks again for coming on the show, sir. We will catch y'all next time. Go dogs. Go dogs. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com